Now today, every throughout the weekend, people have been asking me about the um, Roe versus Wade decision, and I hadn't really posted anything about it for a couple of reasons. But, and I don't have any like super hot takes on the issue, to be honest with you. But what we're going to do today, for the sake of education of Muslims in general, is we're going to cover the fundamentals of abortion in Islam. What are the rulings? And it's, it's really not rocket science. It's very simple. And number two, what we're going to do is we're going to basically, if you're not aware of what happened and what its implications are in society, we're going to do that because a Muslim's got to be up to date. right? You've got to be up to date on these things. So that's, exa- that's going to be our topic for today. All right, so now that everyone's logged in, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim, Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Rasulillah, Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi, Wa Man Wala, Allahumma Salli Salatan Kamila, Wa Sallim Salaman Tamman, Ala Sayyidina Muhammad, Alladhi Tanhalu Bihi Al-Uqad, Wa Tanfariju Bihi Al-Kura, Wa Tuqda Bihi Al-Hawaij, Wa Tunalu Bihi Al-Raghaib, Wa Husnul Khawatim, Wa Yustasqa Al-Ghamam, Wa Biwajhi Al-Kareem, Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi. Quick uh, roundup on our sponsors. Mecca Books is our first sponsor. Mecca Books is a place where you can get the latest book, Exemplars. It's also a place where you can get the book that we're going to be reading from on the biographies of Awliya and Salihin, and we're going to be and I'll be displaying that book for you guys Thursday. So Mecca Books is the place that you want to get involved with in terms of getting uh, filling your library up with with really good references. On all sorts of different topics. Aqidah, Sharia, Suluk, Tazkiyat and Nafs, Islamic history, etc. And the next sponsor we got is Professors One to One. Because if you're going to be studying this summer for the MCATs, for anything else, you need tutors. And Professors One to One will give you one live or online. And then, lastly, Patreon.com is where so a lot of you, and you're going to see the credits today, Ryan. You got the new credits because we got new names. Yeah, we got new names for the credits, and you'll see their names. Those who are they're part of this team, even though they're not physically with us. I consider them part of this team, and every day I look at their names and make dua for them because they help us put the nothing but facts live stream together. And if you want to be part of that, and I put that. Honestly, their credits, their names, is because I always want them on my mind. Because without the patrons, we don't have a live stream, right? And so uh, may Allah reward them, and may Allah give them extra bounty uh, in their homes, in their family life. And I always remember them in dua because, you know, dua is something that is always in the light of answered when it's for a Muslim to his peer, Right for uh, uh, behind their back, Right, so uh, inshallah ta'ala, those prayers will be answered, and they will find a lot of barakah in their life for supporting uh, this dawah effort. Now, let us turn with that to our business today. And when we turn to our business, let's take a first. The first step to our business today is to look at the phases of life in Islam. Okay, the phases of life in Islam. That's going to be our first thing. Phases of life in Islam are, it's really very, very simple. And right, you could put that, you got that up? Okay, good. Phases of life in Islam are three. Your existence in this hayat dunya 
begins as a sperm. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to that by saying, Weren't you a nutfa min many yumna? That you were a piece of sperm? Okay, now I know the Instagrammers can't see this. Okay, so I'm sorry for the Instagrammers, but you can navigate over to YouTube if you want to make sure you see this. But what I have here is, you can just take a screenshot of this because it's really simple. But that is the first phase. Now, in this phase, there's no law in the sense that of a prohibition of interrupting this process, the, the sperm from getting to the womb. You are permitted to do that. And, and the, this background, if anyone's asking, is from Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi, the great Maliki jurist, Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi. But, but I think there's also ijma' on this. Okay? And also observation. This is not everything has to have a legal basis that is in the texts when it's observable facts. Right? And that's a mistake that some people make and that guy David Wood, I want to address him one day too. Anyway, so the first phase of your existence is merely as a sperm and you may interrupt that phase with coitus interruptus, which is to remove, a man removes his organ and spills his sperm outside the body of the woman. Or it is permissible as well to take a medicine that would stop this. In other words, that would stop the sperm from settling into the womb, which we call conception. And that's the next phase that you're going to look at here in our little diagram. Conception is when the sperm settles nice and peacefully into the womb. Okay, it's, And that settling, it starts now to form. And that formation is different upon by the ulama. Either at 40 days or 120 days. How long does that conception period take place. And this is the big difference between the Muslim law and the Catholic law, or the Muslim belief on this and the Catholic belief on this, is that they hold that life begins before conception. We say, no, this is not life. Why? Because the Messenger wasallam said, 40 days nutfa, 40 days mudra, 40 days alaqa, or alaqa then mudra, then the soul is blown into it, and that is the, that is a very strong opinion. Now, there's another hadith that says 40 days the soul enters in. Okay, So that's why you will always see this difference between 40 days and 120 days, and both are valid views in the law of Islam. At this point, it is not a life. It is the, the mixture of cells, but the, live, the life-giving process is taking place here. Okay, The life-giving process the creation of life is happening at this stage. But it is yet not a life. Abortion rulings vary from prohibition to permissibility. Okay? With the Madikiyah being the strictest on this matter, and the Shafi'iyah having quotes, very, very strong quotes on the opposite side, saying, no, this is not a life at all. Okay? And so the abortion rulings have a wide spectrum, which we're going to cover in a second. And lastly, even if a woman were to drop this baby and abort this, not a, sorry, it's not even a baby, this uh, set of cells, mudra, alaqa, it is not murder. Okay? Because there is no life in there. There is a life-giving process. This is what the Madakiya point to, but there's no life. And the Madakiya agree there's no life. So that's the conception phase. It lasts either either 40 or 120 days. 
depending on the opinion you follow. The third phase is insolment. Insolment is what the Prophet ﷺ said, Then the soul is blown into it. Okay. And at what point is this? Again, obviously the beginning of insolment is upon the end of conception. Insolment is at 40 days. Or insolment is at 120 days. One or the other. Okay? Depending on the opinion you follow. Abortion at that point becomes strictly forbidden across all the madhahib. Okay? Strictly forbidden. And then there are exceptions. Aren't there? There are exceptions to every rule, right? Every rule has exceptions. Okay? You cannot think of a single rule that does not have any exceptions. Salah, even salah. The obligation of salah, there's an exception. If you faint, you're not, you're not obligated. Okay? Khanzir, uh, which I've, this is very most popular um, example, but you never see, it actually never happens. Like, when does it ever happen? You can eat khanzir if you're dying, right? So if you're stuck in a desert, and all of a sudden, wow, a pork chop, you can eat it, right? It's like one of those examples. Or alcohol, if you're choking, and the first drink next to you is beer. Let's say you're at a game, right? And you eat a hot dog, and you're choking, right? And, and, and my, well, yeah, there's, there's, there's kosher dogs in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like $19 a pop. <laughs> you're choking on the hot dog when you looked at the receipt. And then you look, oh, my Coke fell. And then I look at my friend's drinks. They all fell. And the guy next to me, he's got a, a beer sitting there. And so to, to, to save my life, I drink a swig of that beer. Okay. All right. That, that's exceptions, right? This one has an exception, which is the endangerment of the mother's life. And no other exception is allowed. The endangerment of the mother's life. Otherwise, now if a person does engage in an abortion, after, in the, the period of insolment, without an exception, uh, an excuse that is acceptable in the Sharia, it is murder. You have killed. And what is the penalty? Al-Gharra. What is a gharra? Gharra, or the ghurra, is 10% of the dia. The dia in Islam, the value of a whole human being, is for the city folk, 1,000 gold coins by the time of the Prophet ﷺ. The gold coin at the time of the messenger was four and a quarter grams. 4.25 grams. Okay. 4.25 grams times a thousand. So you're moving the decimal point over three spots. That's 4,250 grams of gold. What's the value of that? Quarter of a million bucks. In today's market, it's a quarter of a million bucks. 250 grand. That's the deal. That's the value of a human being right now at this moment in time. 4,250 grams of gold which is a quarter of a million dollars. Right. So 10% of that is the ghurra, which is due, if is the punishment or the payment that a woman must pay, okay, if she aborts the baby without a reason. Okay, she doesn't get the death penalty, but she has committed murder. So 250,000 divided by 10 is what? It's 25K, right? It's pays 25K. 
That would be the punishment for that, the penalty. Let's stop here for any questions on this topic, the phases of life only. I'm only taking questions on the phases of life only. Then we're going to go to the next uh, uh, slide, which is the six rulings, and then we'll take questions on that. Then we're going to read the summaries of the status quo of the law here, and then we'll take questions on that, and then it's open QA after that, if we have time. All right, so let me go to the ins. Let me go to the YouTube and see uh, the YouTube page and see if anyone has any comments or questions on this. All right. Was there any Sahabi that had to abort her baby? Yes, there were Sahabiyat who did this, and that's where the Prophet, or what happened, no, sorry, it was not an abortion, it was, it was an attack, and a woman lost her baby. So that's where the Hurra came into play. 10% of the Diyah. Okay? Ma'am, uh, this is the comment I love. No questions, super clear, right? No questions, super clear. Here's Abby. Do you have to pay the ghurra, the ghurra when one does abortion for a baby conceived before marriage? If the baby was aborted during conception, then there is no dia. There's no penalty. Does the endangerment have to be probable or definite? Uh, that's an excellent question. That is an excellent question. Does the endangerment, like what, like at what point? Okay, like where do we put? So the, in, if the endangerment is dhan rajah, which is very, li- it's like more to the likely side, okay, then at that point, it is. So you, you, it doesn't have to be 100%. If it's 95%, you're going to die. And uh, that, but that is a question that, um, is really up for the physicians really need to give more they can't be fuzzy on it yeah. very clear Sophia says what about rape so that'll be part of the rulings rape and zina have their own rulings and that there is a ruling which we're going to come upon it can only happen in conception after insolment cannot uh, abort a baby but before that in the phase of conception yes even for zina but and we'll see the rulings, and the madhab differ. Is a vasectomy an acceptable way to stop impregnating the wife? Tying the tubes. What about tying the tubes? From what I'm aware of, and I've been taught in my fit classes, permanent contraception is not allowed. If there is now, if there is a physical harm to the mother, that conception could cause that's a different discussion but let's say husband and wife here we had our five kids we're good to go okay permanent conception uh, uh, contraception is not allowed permanent contraception is not allowed in the medical method temporary things like different methods yes that is allowed i know someone who aborted her unborn and and that i had asked directly that question to sheikh mahmoud and that's the answer he gave me. Because this, you have to be very sensitive about this fiqh matters. Samreen says, I know someone who aborted her unborn child at six and a half months because she didn't think her marriage is going to work. Six and a half months? 
Well, that's way past installment. Way past. So that would not fall in the category of exception, uh, acceptability. Six and a half months. That's six times 30 is 18 day, 180 days. And 15 days, six and a half months. 695 days. So 195 days is well beyond the phase of installment. And therefore, the ghurra, 10% of the deal, $25,000, uh, is, is due as a, a penalty. Okay. If there is a risk of dying while pregnant, do you have to abort or is it a choice? Okay. What about if the mother has had too many childbirths for her to bear mentally, but physically she is okay? No, it has to be death. It's not, it can't be something, you know, like my emotional state or something. It has to be death. Like after insolment, it's life and death. I mean, it's, uh, food overlord? No, it, it, in the ruling in Islam is medication seeking medication is never binding upon a person it's never binding so um, but I don't want to make a, a, a strict comment in terms of the answer to your question food overlord is there a risk if there's a risk of dying does she have to abort or does she have the choice okay so um Yeah, I'm gonna wait. Muslim for Trump was saying, "My bad, I was talking about permanent contraception." Oh, permanent contraception. Permanent contraception, from what I understand of it, if there is a reason, there can be discussions. If, like, if there is a health reason, then there can be discussions about it. But I don't want to go into that until I am absolutely certain. I'm like. Uh, is there a pen around here? I found it, yeah. Contraception. Okay, permanent contraception. All right. Now, now remember, all I want for myself and for the Muslims is to know, to understand what does the Sharia say and then what does the law say, right? The current law that you have to live with. Well, we're going to cover that. All right, um, Shar Patel says, or someone is asking, what is the ghurra? The ghurra, as we said, is the dia. It is a financial penalty paid upon doing an abortion that did not have a reason after insolvent. Okay, and that is, in our calculation now, $25,000, which is basically 10, uh, 425 gold coins. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, 425 gold uh, grams of gold. Where did we get that number from? The time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 250, uh, sorry, uh, 100 gold coins of the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Dinars. And the dinar is valued at 4.25 grams of gold. The weight of a dinar at the time of the Prophet is 4 0.25 grams of gold. And the Prophet said, if you drop a baby, 
if you, if you let's say you threw a brick at a, a woman and she you killed the baby after insolment you owe the penalty of one-tenth of blood of the blood money which is which we, we call the ghurr, which is uh, 100 gold dinars of the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam who does it get paid to it gets paid to the victim but if the woman did it to herself she pays it to Bayt al-Mal, which goes to the poor. Yeah. So Ahmed Ali, that was a good question. If, if, let's say, a criminal does that to a woman, it's paid to the parents. If the woman does it to herself, she pays it to the poor. Yeah, it's, well, yeah and it's binding, yeah. So the same way that kafara is... Like, for example, their other kafarat are binding. It's binding. Yeah. Okay. Kenza says, just to be clear, interrupting a pre-marriage pregnancy does not erase the sin itself? Of course not. So you abort a pregnancy out of zina that was done from zina. We were going to cover zina. It does not, of course, absolve the sin, of course. No. Islamic rulings empower us very much, but the current law system makes women feel unseen and dismissed, says Maha. Sayyid Muhammad Daniel, please make dua for him that he has a child. You never know how many people are listening here, 87 here, 27 here, 30 there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give Sayyid Muhammad Daniel Hassanayn and his wife, who is also sometimes logged in here, may Allah give them a blessed child, and many more beyond that. One and many more, however much Allah wills, that will be a blessing for them, dunya and akhirah. Okay. All right, the ruling of if a baby is a serious condition, born without a brain, that makes life impossible. That is not one of the conditions of aborting after insolment. Before insolment, different discussion. After insolment, that's not a condition, no. We're going to look at the rulings, but now you understand the phases of life. Caitlin says, what if the husband forces the wife to abort? Then he pays it. So do you have to, do, to pay blood money for killing it yourself? Yes, you pay it to the fuqara. Can you abort an embryo if you found, find out that it will be severely disabled once born? Before insolment, the rulings differ, which we're going to cover. In contraception period. And in so, after insolment, no, that is not an excuse. That is valid for an abortion in Islam. Does one have to have a good reason to before, before insolment? We're going to cover all those rulings. All right, now it looks like everyone's asking those questions, so let's move on to the next one. One more, Baha'i B. My name is Hajj. What happens to infants who die during labor? The parents go to heaven pulled by the umbilical cord. Okay, an infant who dies during labor, we say that the babies of the mu'mineen are in the care of Sayyidina Ibrahim in, par- uh, in paradise. Okay. Do the parents go to heaven? Pulled by the umbilical cord. I've never heard that. I mean, it's an interesting image, right? But I've never heard that that renders the parents to be in heaven by themselves. But we also know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not leave people to be sad. This is in the Quran. Um... وَمَا أَلَتْنَا مِنْ عَمَلِهِمْ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, will cause their family to catch up with them so that they're not be sad. Can you abort a child three, four weeks in to the parents simply because you decided that you don't want to have a child? We're going to cover all that. All right, now let's go to... Uh, Now, last question on this was, Abby, Khan, Abby K says, why is insolment say 40 or 120 days? Because of the hadith. They say either 40 or 120 days. And the majority opinion, as we're going to see, it is uh, 40 is the stronger of the opinions. We're going to see. All right, next one. Now the six opinions on abortion. All right, is there any way you could enlarge a little bit? Or is it clear enough? Uh, it's clear. That's clear enough. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Uh, only if you can, and if it's clear, and the and the sides are even, like both sides, the, the gaps on both sides are even. All right. Let's go now to the six opinions on abortion, because remember here, we got the first phase. There's no discussion on that. The last phase, which we said. After insolment, there is, there is discussion only on when insolment begins. But beyond that, there is no discussion that abortion is, is murder except for the life of the mother, to save the life of the mother. There's no exception on that. There's no discussion on that either. The discussion all happens in the middle, the conception period. So let's hear the first one is that Abortion is unlawful in all stages of the pregnancy. Okay? It's, it's unlawful for any reason. But the, the level of the sin differs. So abortion in conception would be a sin, but not murder. Abortion in insolment, in the phase of insolment, is murder. Okay? And of course, saving the life of the mom at that point is, is the exception. Number two, it is permitted during the first 40 days. So you got 40 days to decide upon this. If you were raped, for example. If you committed zina, for example. If you had a baby and you realized, like, oh, I can't do this, right? I don't want to do this, okay? For some, for some reason or other. Permitted for the first 40 days, but unlawful after that. is disliked for the 40 days, then unlawful after that. And the, 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 the sound opinion that would bring these two together is that it's permitted or disliked based upon the reason. Okay? Based upon the reason. So for example, oh, because I'm lazy. Or because I'm poor. Or I think I'm going to become broke. Okay. Number four. Permitted, if only if it is from illicit intercourse, which includes being raped or committing sin. Okay. Number five, permitted without conditions for an entirety of 120 days. And this is the widest of all opinions. Permitted without condition for 120 days. That is the widest of all opinions. 
and then permitted for a legitimate excuse only throughout. Okay, but after installment, the only legitimate excuse is the life of the mother. So you see how there's your your X factors are essentially two. When does installment begin? Forty days or one hundred twenty days? And what's the ruling on abortion during conception? Are we putting it as permitted? Are we putting it as sinful? Or are we judging as it disliked? Or are we judging it based on the reason for the abortion? So there's, that's where you have variety in Islamic law. So there are two, you get the two X factors now? The X factor of when installment begins and the X factor of what is the ruling of abortion during conception. Right, the phase of conception. I hope it's very clear uh, to everybody because it's, it's very simple. To me, it's a very simple fiqhi ruling. Ryan, you have any questions? So, yeah, this, was, this was a good one. For, yeah. num- for number four, is the time period still on that? For the permitted, if it's illicit intercourse, what's, what's the time period, 120 or 40? That's why a person has to really have a madhab. And you have to respect your madhab. Right. The 40, all will agree on. So you're with the ijma' on the 40. There's ijma' on the 40. The, the 80 day gap to 120, the 120 is different. And not all the fuq, the madahib are upon the 120. Right? Why? Because they're two different hadiths. Okay. So that's, you really have to pick one. You got to pick a law in life sometimes. You just can't just be. Swimming around and whatever you want to do, All right? So, so kind of like analyzing these six opinions. Yes. Every single case of abortion will fall into one only one of these. Correct. Only it can only fall into it can't overlap between other ones and it can't not ex- be excluded from any of these. Yeah, like so. For example, every um, every case of abortion has a time and a reason, right? Those are the two factors. So we assess the time, and we assess the reason. And then the sinfulness of it, or, or the ruling of it, will be based upon these two factors. Okay, The ruling upon that action will be based upon those two factors. Uh, brothers, Lavon Le- Brown is asking about the sources of these. What are the sources for all these six rulings? Okay. All right, let me um, go into the sourcing here. I didn't put the sourcing for the simple reason that uh, this is not the place for, like, where do I put the citation, right? But all of these are based on the, the methods, and you could look back at different articles that have the footnotes there. Okay, uh, let me see if I have, if I jotted down any notes myself. I know Ramli is one of these sources. Qadi Abu Bakr is the main... The, uh, we also use Qadi Abu Bakr, Ibn al-Arabi for that. Okay. And Ramli in the Shafi'iyya. So, uh, I didn't put the sources here for, for that... Uh, yeah, I mean, I could get the sources for that, but you could you could also just get them from uh, all the. There's like a glut of sources collected by Salman Yunus, 
Salman Yunus's article. That's why I didn't, there's no need to repeat it. Just give the summary. You want the sources, you can go to Salman Yunus's article. He, he'll give you... I haven't read the article uh, fully myself, but I do know from what I remember... Of, uh, let me repeat that. I haven't read it recently. When he wrote it way back, I read it and saw all the sources there. Okay. Yeah, Aslam says just yeah, put it... Um, the sources afterwards. So Levan, look up Salman Yunus's article on this. He did a gr good job citing, and he doesn't, uh, he's not sloppy in his citations. Okay. All right, may I know which madhab Khala White says, says 120 days, the Shafi'iyah. Hold the 120 days article. If a woman was raped and she doesn't realize she is pregnant, after 120 days, she must carry that baby. 120 days is a generous period of time. Yani, if she gets raped on New Year's, January passes, she has no period. She doesn't ask questions. February passes, right? She has no period. She's not asking questions. March So after 120 days, and that's why oh, the, the, by the Sharia forces us to think about certain things. Like zakah rules force you to know where your money is and where the poor people are. So you can take your money, pay zakah, and give it to the poor. Well, salah forces a woman to monitor her height. So if she realizes that, wait, I, I haven't had height for 60 days. Yeah, two months. Didn't that raise... Question marks, right? And then, oh, oh, I was forcibly, you know, I was raped. So you're going to know that, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking from experience. I would imagine that you're going to know that. Right, am I wrong about that? Not like you would know, right? But, and I'm not taking it lightly. I'm totally saying that, like, I think you would know, right? That you didn't have hide. So you, I was raped here. I didn't have hide here. I didn't have hide for the next month. I didn't have hide for the third month. I'm assuming now a question mark is going to come up. And at that point, you know, you would know that you're, uh, you're, uh, you, something is wrong. Okay. I'm going to link for you guys. Hey, Ryan, could you put in the link? Salman Yunus' article on this subject? Because he, he did uh, cite it very well. No, no, it's not in the email, actually. But here, I got it. I got it. Salman Yunus, let's go to his articles. He's very, he was very academic about this article, and he's got tons of citations that you can all rely upon. And may Allah reward him for, you know, um, for doing this. Okay? May Allah reward him. He, I mean, he's got citations galore here. I'll put it in here and for the YouTubers. All right, next, are we are we are we clear on this? Is like the two X factors are very simple, right? Bushra Begum says yes, we would know because Salah forces a woman to be monitoring her height. I know some people get very touchy about this. Oh, why are you talking about a woman's body? We're not talking about a woman's body. We're talking about Islamic law. Okay, this is the Sharia. All right.
Shockwave has a question. Is opinion number six permitted for only for a legitimate excuse for the full nine months or for 40 or on 20 days? It's for the full nine months, but the legitimate excuse varies between conception and installment. Legitimate excuse in conception will be wider. Let's say they tell you, you will, the, your, your child is completely, will not have a brain, let's say. In the period of installment, let's say before uh, conception, before installment. That's a valid excuse. Okay. But after installment, it's the life of the mother, that's it. No other discussions. All right, Mohammed Masood says, we are clear, good. DDE says, in general, it's true some women with issues such as PCOS, irregular bleeding, have different cycle periods. Okay. All right. Uh, Sarah says, when would the 40 or 120 days start if you don't know the day of conception? From my experience, the like if you have medical care, let's say outside of medical care, Allah Adam, you will have to make a judgment on when you remember like being intimate, I guess. But I remember it, at medical appointments there they tell you the day of the conception was like around this time period. Right. Yeah. Alright, let's go to the Instagram doesn't have any questions. Alright, now if we are clear with this, let's now move to the next slide. And the next slide we're going to go to the which uh, we're going to go to the NPR slide. And now we shift from what is the Sharia say to what is happening in the country. So that you have a clue. That one, good. Thank you. Okay, so in the picture that you're seeing here, it's telling you where abortions are banned, limited, or permitted. All right. And you can see here the map that they gave you here, and they gave you color coordinated it for that there's a ban in effect. There's a trigger ban. A trigger ban means that they already have the new law that as soon as Roe versus Wade goes down, it triggers this new law, which is a ban on abortion. Then the light color shows you the states, which are, I only see two, which they have the pre-Roe versus Wade bans on abortion, but they couldn't implement them. The law is already on the books. They couldn't implement them because of Roe versus Wade, so those laws are now... Uh, Implementable, they can implement them or exec, uh, executable. And then there's a six week ban. So some states have multiple types of laws or ban or severely limit access to abortion for the purpose of this map. The strongest ban takes precedence in states with six week bans not yet in effect. So now Dobbs is the name of the case that just was ruled upon, which holds that Roe versus Wade is not constitutional. Roe versus Wade is, for those who are uh, you know, not really paying attention to this stuff, is basically the, uh, the, the, the ruling, Supreme Court ruling, that banning abortion is not allowed. So what did the Supreme Court say? 
He said, no, that you can put exceptions, but you cannot, um, you know, you can put exceptions to this. Hold on a second. Let me give you exactly. All right. Before Dobbs, state laws banning or severely restricting abortion access fell into three broad categories. Trigger bans, which ban abortion under most circumstances and go into effect with the fall of Roe. Two, pre-Roe bans, which are old laws still on the books that could now be enforced. And three, more recently passed laws that limit abortion to an early gestational age or ban it nearly totally. Some states had passed laws in more than one of these categories. Thirteen states have the trigger bans, all right, where the, the, the written law take effect immediately upon Roe being overturned. Right? Once they go into effect, these laws supersede other laws. All right. Trigger ban applies throughout the pregnancy. It does not have a gestational restriction. As of Friday, trigger laws are already in effect in several states. Now, here is where you're going to have a problem. If you don't put any exceptions, if you don't put any exceptions, all right, so what ha- what's going to happen, let's say, in a year or something, where a woman's having a baby? No, and I'm not familiar with the the statistics on this, but... Woman's having a baby and the thing go the, the, the pregnancy or the birth goes terribly wrong. And she's gonna bleed out. She's gonna die. If this baby now, what are the statistical percentages of that? I don't know. Okay. Maybe any some doctors here could tell us. But regardless, we it has to be considered in lawmaking. If it's one out of a million, it has to be considered, right? Because that's a, a human life. So you're saying that basically you're just going to sit around and watch the mom die and the baby live. Well, that mom might have, she might have five people depending on her, right? And then that baby is not going to have a mom, right? So it's not like you're bringing that baby into life. Yes, they have life, but you don't have a mom. But this mother has dependence, and that's what puts... I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen if that ever takes place. Because that's the one that's going to be really like, it's going to reignite all this controversy. For us as Muslims, that's the only legitimate. That's, a, that's the mainly legitimate one. Rape as well, but rape you got in, the, uh, in many of these laws. You have a, a, a buffer period where abortion is banned after a certain period of time. Where you could pretty much tell that you, were, you have, uh, you're pregnant. But for us, when I look at this, when they have no exceptions, right? So that's going to be an issue for them afterwards. Not they're not they're not going to do anything. And what's the proof that they're not going to do anything is that the, the semi-automatics have caused a lot more death, and they didn't blink an eye on that. So. In general, a lot of times the, the morals of the right are, are so, somewhat more in line with the Muslims, but this one, that one exception that we have in our law, I'm surprised they don't have that in their law. I think what he said? I think this is Maureen. Maureen, what do you say? There's an exception to protect life of the mother in every state. He said, correct me if I'm wrong, though. But he said that that might be a thing. 
Um, Moeen, where is he? I see the picture of him. It's, a, it's an MEW. On what? On what? Facebook? Facebook, yeah. Oh, he's on Facebook. Okay, let me open up Facebook then. All right, in the meantime, while I open up Facebook, let's go to Hada's comment. She says, was a point brought up by Sheikh Hatsum and Hajj that I hadn't thought of. Also a great lecture. Thank you very much. Uh, just an additional point by Sheikh Hatim. He says, the, 20, the 40 slash 120 days from conception, not the way we count for pregnancy, which is from the last period. So by medical standards, it's actually a bit longer. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, it's not by the last period. It's by the pregnancy. Let's see what Moeen says here and uh, what he contributes. Bismillah. Moeen says, there's an exception to protect the life in every of the mother in every state. Mustafa on YouTube says there are a few states with no exception. There are a few states. Okay, here let's go to the other article. Open up the other map, Ryan. Let me get you the other article, which literally gives you state by state. Okay. And this is now a... Um, this is an app. Associated Press article. And it gives you uh, every state's situation. So let's go down to, let's say, New Jersey. Let's go down to New Jersey. Okay. All right, political control. Democrats control House, both houses of the state legislature and the governorship. Background, Murphy ran for re-election, who cares, blah, 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 blah. Okay. The effect of the Supreme Court ruling, officials, including the governor, said the end of row would not lead to any rollback. They're not changing their laws, of course. The blue states are not going to. So... But it doesn't tell us what the law is. Right. Anyway, I'm not here to tell you guys what the laws are, but I'm just triggering you to get, to get aware of what the various laws are of your state so that you have an idea. But the way that we're going to look at this is that there is the Islamic law on this. And, I mean, there's nothing controversial about this. Nothing that I said is anything other than a recitation of well-known rulings. Okay. That's all it is. And then there are state laws. Okay. And you have to be aware of both. One you have to follow is your sacred law. The other you've got to be aware of. So, like, our concern would be New Jersey's law on this matter, which is pretty permissive. Okay. Such that if your wife is on the table and she's going to be, uh, you know, her life is at stake, you don't have to worry about that. There are some states where it's completely um, late-term abortions, are completely um, banned, that's probably where you'd worry, right? Um, now, as for use of this as zina, for, for zina purposes, like in other words, people want to be able to be permissive, sleep around, and then abort. I mean, how am I supposed to know how people are going to use this, right? But uh, that's their sins. And we'd be against it, of course, but 
Moyne says, Someone may argue that a doctor may be hesitant to conduct an abortion to protect the life of the mother. But it's not in the law, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So what happens if you have a Catholic doctor in a blue state, let's say, and he doesn't want to conduct the abortion? There's going to be so many different factors, right? So many different factors on things. Um, but all we can care about is what is our ruling in Islam? Like what, what, I'm going to be aware of the law of the land when I go about to do something. Like if I'm going to buy and sell something, I've got to be aware of the law. I've got to be aware of my sharia. So that's it. That's pretty much all I have to say about this. Moeen, what? tell us more. Talk to us. What do you say? He answered. There exists some states that ban abortions for rape. I don't know of any state that bans abortions to protect the life of the mother. And then he asked, can someone give an example? But I don't think there's a, much of a Facebook crowd. Where did he say this? Facebook. He's on Facebook. Oh, he said, okay. There exists some states that ban abortions for rape. Yeah, and our Sharia would have flexibility on that, right? Our Sharia... You would have tons of flexibility uh, to not carry the baby of your rapist in the Sharia, in the different methods. He then says, I don't know of any state that bans abortion to protect the life of the mother. Okay. So that's good then. Then... Let's open up the Q&A now. All right, we're on open QA now. For Monday's the day in which we do open QA. And this is what's important. People are asking me, you know, what's my take on this, on Roe versus Wade? I have, so that's, and that's basically the summary of what I think is simply that know your Sharia, understand the laws of your state when you're going to go about doing something. And that's what you're responsible for. Are you responsible for uh, how other people use this law? We're going to like how they use it or hate how they use it, right? depending. But I'm not going to go searching around. Like, what are the statistics of people who use abortion laws so that they can commit zina? There's a lot of people doing a lot of wrong things, and I, we condemn all of it. So. so that's where, exactly, Plan C is saying, should we support the overturning? Uh, Should we support the overturning? And I'm not going to support or not support. I'm going to support the overturning where it results in a in a result that would be pleasing in the Sharia, would be acceptable in the Sharia, or or part of the maqasid of Sharia. I would not support the ruling where it's not. So I can't say one way or the other. Actually, I could say very clearly, I would not support any rule, any law that is not in line with the Sharia. Now, you want to discuss. You know the the bans and the permissibility, the permissiveness of abortion. Which one is greater harm? You go have a discussion on that because you're going to have to bring in statistics. Then you argue over the statistics. So I don't see much of a point in that. 
and go in there. Okay. Khadija says, I am not sure how the health system works in the U.S., but could someone technically fly to a different state? Of course you can. And by the way, most abortions by pills. You can get marijuana in any state. You can get drugs in any state. I think these abortion pills will be all over the black market. Like we, you know, people say, oh, they can't. What are you talking about? These things are taken by pills, right? You can stuff it in a teddy bear and, and ship it to somebody. Nobody will ever know. I mean, access to the pills will probably be something that is going to get easier because pe- whenever you ban something that people don't believe in, they will find a way around it. Simple as that. I'm not saying that we're promoting that or, or otherwise, but practically speaking, go and ban something that, that millions of people don't believe in. We tried it before the, in the United States. They banned alcohol. We banned alcohol in our Islamic history many, many places. But the people believed in the ban. They believed that it should be banned. So there was illegal alcohol, but it wasn't a massive business the way it was in the 20s here. Right? There was always illegal alcohol in the Islamic world. But most people believed in the tahrim and the prohibition and the harm of alcohol. So it was like a small little niche thing. You come here, most people didn't believe in it. All right, the prohibition of alcohol. So that led to a massive industry, an under, underground world, and they said, well, what's the point of banning this? So likewise, you want to ban something, just look at drugs. It's pretty easy to find drugs anywhere you go. So. But according to that, Khadija, yeah, I do think that it's going to be pretty easy, and um, there will be companies openly, and nonprofits openly, paying for you to travel. And, and do that. So if you are a Muslim and you have a and you live in those states and you have a valid reason by the Sharia to go and get an abortion, then you you're the state's not really nobody can really stop you. Okay. And you know one of the reasons I never really got into this is like it's something that it's not something in daily life that you deal with every day. Like when, when maybe a person will have to deal with this matter once in their life. But again, the only main thing is the, 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 on, the tab- on the actual table of giving birth and your wife is about to die. That's an issue. right? But how, what, even that, what is the statistical chances of that happening? I don't know. But if it's one in a million, I would want to make sure that my wife is going to live. right? I think it's interesting too. Like, yeah. Since we've discussed before, like these types of things can't be like really decided by a, a, a shura. This whole law can't just be dis- decided by a court like yeah. what, what it can be. So the result of us trying, like Americans trying to decide that is there are going to be huge separations over these most minute details. on A hundred percent. Giant separations. You, you'll end up with pretty much like you have 50 states you end up with 30 different laws. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, wh- wouldn't it in, in general, I'm not saying in this issue in specific, it w- would make more sense on matters of that are up for debate for the federal government to, to leave it to the states. Right. See, for the exact reason Brian just said, there's going to be so many different perspectives, so many different views. All right, Moeen, are you still here? If you're here, give us something on, get us something, because he's our researcher, Right. Get us something on 
abortions to protect the life of the mother. Because that's really like the big thing, right? That's the big thing. Okay. All right, that's the big thing. Right, could you look that up too? Where's our, our man Yassin Kana boy? Where, where are all our researchers when we need them? Ismail? Okay. Uh, abortion laws and protecting the life of mother. Okay. There's so many now websites, they're all giving you the different laws, but they're very convoluted. You know, legal, legal speech is so convoluted. Okay. So, we'll see what Moeen gives us. In the meet? What's that? Usually when I, like, I'm not good at finding good information. Yeah, the articles are so long-winded. Yeah. And, um... Moeen... There he is. Moin. All right, let's see, Moin. You got a document, something we could read? Where is he on? Facebook. Facebook. All right. Why abortion supporters are so focused on ectopic pregnancies okay in the wake of the news that Rover Wade might soon be consigned to ash heap where it be- okay where it belongs this is the national review so that's their slant which is fine they can have their opinion they want okay in an ectopic pregnancy a fertilized egg implants somewhere outside the uterus most commonly in the fallopian tube in the absence of emergency treatment Ectopic pregnancy will cause severe and life-threatening health consequences for the mother because there isn't room for the child to develop. There is no pro-life person I'm aware of. I'm just reading you this article from the National Review. And there's no pro-life law that would prohibit treatment for ectopic pregnancies. Indeed, pro-lifers don't consider such treatment to be abortion at all. A direct abortion intentionally kills an unborn human being. Treatment for ectopic pregnancy intends to alleviate the health emergency for the mother by removing the improperly implanted child. The intended end of such treatment isn't to kill the child, but to save the mother. The moral distinction is essential. This is so far in line with our Sharia. Okay? This view is reflected by the fact that before Roe, every pro-life state ha- law had at least an exception for cases when a mother's life was at risk. Ignoring this, abortion supporters now contend that overturning Roe versus Wade will result in women dying from untreated ectopic pregnancies, claiming that pro-life laws will make it impossible for them to receive treatment. This simply isn't the case though some who advance this argument might merely be mistaken. So, I think maybe people are actually confusing Catholic law with some of these uh, pro-life laws. This Catholic law would say, the baby's trying to live. Don't interrupt life at all costs, even if the mother dies. Though some who advance this argument might be merely mistaken, the most cynical abortion supporters make this argument in contradiction to available facts because they want to put pro-lifers on defense rather than defend their own policy preference, which is unlimited abortion for any reason until the moment of birth. What's more, 
Abortion supporters seem to care little about the health consequences of ectopic pregnancy in the case of chemical abortion. If a woman with an ectopic pregnancy takes chemical abortion drugs, she's likely to face significant and possibly life-threatening consequences herself. Abortion supporters now advocate allowing women to obtain chemical abortion drugs via telemedicine. And he goes on, blah, 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 blah. What I what the main thing is, this is a quote. So, Moeen, we would have to be basically just trusting the this National Review article saying that there is no law forbidding the treatment of an ectopic pregnancy. Right. So, is that like yaqeen that uh, that this is the case, or is that is this? Um, you know, are we trusting that? Or are we saying like that we still need more? Alright, let's start taking the, the Q&A here from people. Moeen, keep talking. Okay. Keep sending your stuff because uh, we want to basically get to the idea here that the life of a mother that's the, that's the main issue here for us in the Sharia in terms of the red states in terms of the blue states and uh, they're going to be permissive about it and they're going to commit their sins and Allah Adam what they're going to do but um, according to that article there is an exception for the mother in every state okay so Maureen, send me more stuff if you have any. And Ryan, if you can keep tabs on that. I'm going to start turning to the Insta for the Q&A. And this is now open Q&A. And I think basically we've covered what we need to cover on this. Hazrat Ryan, can you post the article? Hazrat. If someone fulfills the requirement for abortion and they want to abort, is there a specific way they should go about it? Not that I know of. What is the ruling on aborting the child the doctor thinks likely she'll have Down syndrome? Is, is, is not, it's the rulings, as we said. Depending on a person's method, it's 40 or 120 days. Within the 40, also depending on methods, there are, within the, whatever you consider insolment to begin, 40 or 120, there are different rulings for different reasons. And those rulings will go from sinful to um, permissible. Okay. Even obligatory. Well, I won't say obligatory, but um, if, the, if the life of the mother is at stake even before installment. So there's going to be different rulings. Okay. If a woman gets diagnosed with cancer and she cannot receive her chemo until she delivers... That's a very, very interesting... That's a big fatwa. That's a big fatwa. Yeah, we... Yeah, for that case, yes, that's a good point. You need to go to someone and specifically detail that fatwa. Okay? So, like, if I don't have chemo, I'm going to die, but I'm nine months pregnant. You need to... Mufti for that. It's actually part of our Islamic education to know the difference between rulings and fatwa. What we outlined here are the rulings. And our goal in the Nothing But Facts live stream is that Muslims are, 
there's a strong middle class of Muslims that know their rulings and know where a fat, when does the line of rulings end and fatwa begin. Okay, so that definitely requires a fatwa for Sister Hala. Malikis hold 40 days. Conception is 40 days and Solman is 120. Is that 40 days? Uh, Didi says, how should one respond when someone says no one should be forced to give birth? No one should be forced to give birth? That's a sort of uh, no one? So a nine-month woman pregnant, she shouldn't be forced to give birth? Well, No, she has to. After installment, Ryan, well, go ahead. No one should be forced to give, to give birth. No one should be forced to concede <laughs> thank you right the more the more appropriate statement is no one was forced to have sex in the first place yeah. right so no you are forced because in installment as long as your life is not in danger that baby has a haq upon you has rights now okay has rights now even in conception in the Maliki opinion the conception process has rights okay there are rights there. What about Shafi'i? Shafi'i opinion has the most uh, lenient uh, from what I've seen. Uh, in other words, it's 120 days and um, it's not sinful within that period and Allah knows best. But you can read the details. Reed says, what is the difference between a fatwa and a ruling? The ruling is the clear-cut statement of God and His Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay. A fatwa is when you have a unique situation in which would disallow the following, or you would imagine, or the, the ruling would cause a hardship that is contrary to the purposes of the Sharia. The Sharia comes to preserve certain things: iman, deen, life, wealth, honor lineage right? intellect so if one of the maqasid of sharia would be sort of negated if we followed this ruling that's where you get a fatwa okay let's see what's happening here um moin dropped something okay what is zarta saying what generalizations there's no generalizations here at all there's no overgeneralizations here. We're just simply giving you the rulings, and you have to know the difference between a ruling and a fatwa. Okay, for fatwa, you need to go to a mufti and explain your case. So, uh, what Hala, for example, Hala Amr gave a question. That's for fatwa. I'm uh, a cancer patient, and I'm pregnant. I need to take my cancer medicine, which is I need to take chemo or whatever it is, or radiation. Something would kill the baby if I take it and it will kill me if I don't take it. You need to go to a mufti for that. And, like, maybe just clarify, like, if someone gave a fatwa that in this case, in whatever random case that abortion is allowed, where it normally wouldn't just by going by the rulings, mm -hmm. that doesn't apply to anybody else, right? That only applies to that exact specific... 110%. So... A fatwa only applies for that person. You don't then take it and, and, and apply it to others. Uh, the, the conditions have to be the same, essentially. Okay. 
All right, who else do we got here? We got Khala White saying, in the hadith about the Sahabi keeping the shirt of the Prophet ﷺ to be buried with it, was that one Sahabi were also allowed to be buried in stitched clothes? You are allowed to be buried in stitched clothes. Yes, you are allowed to be buried in, a, in clothes. Is it the same for men and women? Yes, it is allowed. The, the general burial requirement is coverage. And wrapping is sunnah. RVD1, our parents given the respite on the day of judgment for abortions and miscarriages. Respite? No, it's just by the ruling of your action. You do something halal, then you have nothing against you. You do something haram, nothing against you. Hey, uh, Aqil, do you want to join us here? Yeah. Got the book? MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Wow, subhanAllah. I'm keeping this on the side secret. Secret stuff. Secret stuff. Wow, subhanAllah. JJ says people love Ruksa. The four schools have boundaries. All right. One can pick a rule but avoid the talfiq. Why law books? What's the purpose? Okay, look. The madhabs are to guide our lives. And here's the, here's, here's the paradigm of how the intellect works versus the whims. And I'm going to get to what Moheen dropped right now. Okay. Okay. Intellect. The people of intellect, the facts, we're, we must be open to all facts. The method of just coming to a conclusion is fixed. It never changes. Our methodology does not change. And we can have subset of methodologies. Like as we do, we have usul al-fiqh that differs in Hanafis, Maliki, Shafis, and Ahambalis. The result can change. People of whims, no matter how the facts change, the facts can change, or that we, or we should say they, they exclude certain facts, that are, they exclude facts that don't suit them. They change their method of conclusions all the time and their conclusions stay the same. You see the difference between uh, intellect and whim, right? People of intellect, you must be open to all facts. Your method of coming to a conclusion never changes. That's what's important, right? Our method. The conclusion can change, right? Based upon the input, change of the input. But the people of whims they've already set upon the conclusion and they never change that. They can change their method to fit whatever facts they're forced to follow and they ignore the facts that they don't want to follow. That's the big difference between Ahlul Ahwa and Ahlul Sunnah. People of intellect who are, they just want the truth versus those who have a position and they want to jam whatever, whatever you bring them, he's still going to end up on that position. When you deal with somebody like that, you forget, just don't even bother talking to them. All right, let's see what Moeen is, what, what did Moeen drop? Where, where, where is it, Moeen? 
Where do you drop it? It's on Facebook. Yeah, I could I could read it. Oh, here. Pretty long though. I see it. Yeah. All right, Maureen. Thank you very much for this research. Utah. Abortion is banned except in cases of life endangerment. Okay. Severely compromised health, rape, incest, or lethal fatal fetal anatomy. Idaho, an abortion may be performed after viability only if the patient's life is endangered. Wyoming, an abortion may be performed at or via, uh, at or after viability only in cases of life endangerment or severely compromised health. North Dakota, an abortion may be performed at 20 or more weeks post-fertilization, 22 weeks after the last menstrual period, only in the case of life endangerment or severely compromised health. This law is based on the assertion which is inconsistent with scientific evidence and has been rejected by the medical community that a fetus can feel pain at the point in pregnancy. At that point in pregnancy. Texas. Pregnant person's life is in danger or at serious risk of substantial and irreversible, irreversible impairment of a major bodily function. We call that darura. Okay. 13 states with trigger bans. All of the above are the most strict all others are less strict. Okay, and Gutmacher is a pro-choice site. All right, very good. Thank you very much, Yamoin. All right, next topic. Next question. Very helpful there by Moin. Ryan, what else we got? Give me something. What's the ruling, says strangest, on physical therapists treating patients from the opposite sex? It's not allowed... Uh, to do this, uh, to be touching somebody of the opposite sex if there's no need. So if you have a physical therapy office, then uh, you should ask the boss that you only treat people of the same gender. And by the way, this is not like abnormal. It's very normal. It happens all the time. I've seen people all the time that it's completely secular. They just don't want to touch the opposite gender. Ryan, what else you got? Elegant Adams. I keep saying Ryan, but <laughs> I <I've, laughs> find a question here. Um, oh, Elegant Adams was replying to Kyla White. They're talking. Okay. Someone asked, what's the difference between RQ Basic and Scholarship? What is the difference between RQ Basic and Scholarship? Scholarship goes into deeper masail. Deeper issues, deeper courses, longer courses, right? Heavier issues, more detailed issues, and ArcView Basic is for just fundamentals. Is it haram for a woman to go to a gynecologist, male? Yes, because there's females all, all, all around, right? And it's it would also we would say it's probably haram for, um, like what's he doing? Like what's like why, why is this guy like? Why is this his? Like, why, why would a guy become a gynecologist? Like, I don't want to offend anyone out there, but 
Like, it's a very strange, Yanni. You love babies that much? <laughs> yeah, and it's a very strange thing. Like, your wife, is she okay with this? Something Ajib, in my opinion. Okay. Eminem, is the Madiki method the most similar to the Hanafi method? We can't say that, but we can say that we share one piece of usul, which is unifies the two, and that is the restricted use of the Ahad Hadith. Okay, there are sources stronger than the Sahih Ahad, Ahad meaning solitary chained Hadith, according to both Imams. Okay, Amal Ahl al Medina is stronger than an Ahad Hadith in the Maliki method, and it was not the invention of Malik. Malik was taught that by Rabi'atul Ra'i. When Malik cited to him a Sahih Hadith, he said, We do this, but here's a Hadith. Rabi'atul Ra'i said, Alfun an alf, khairun min wahid an wahid. One, ahabu ilayya min wahid an wahid. A thousand from a thousand, meaning a thousand scholars from the Tabi'een, a thousand scholars from the Sahaba. They're all doing this, right? Is stronger and more beloved to me than one narration from one narration. Yeah. And then the, he said, wahidun an wahid. If you follow up one from one, in other words, follow these ahad hadith going against Amal Ahl al Medina, the Sunnah will be lost from your hands. So it's not Imam Malik's invention. It's that's what he was taught. Malik did not invent anything. He gathered, right? He gathered. So that's the idea there. That's where they're unified. And the Madikiyah and the Shafi'iyah are unified on their Ash'ari Aqidah. The Madikiyah and the Hanabila have a type of unity on the primacy of Amal Ahl al Medina. Whereas the Hanabila respect it too. Yo, you, Sophia says, in Morocco, I was shocked. Women rather go to a man gynecologist than a woman. And the husbands allow it? Like, where are the husbands in all this stuff? Like, not to be like... But the husband is the religious guide of the family. Okay? And it should be... It is said that the husband is the religious guide and the woman should be more meticulous about the purity of the wealth. Khadija Asif says, has the topic of abortion within the Madiki method been covered in any of the Arcview classes yet? They were covered? No, they haven't. They're not... They're, you won't find recordings on it. No. Bilal Naqsh. Bilal the Naqshbandi. Does abortion need to be agreed upon by both the mother and the father? Yes. Yes, what you do with the child, amrukum shura baynakum. The idea of having a baby, the idea of everything that what you do should be in a, uh, agreed. They both have rights over that child. Okay. Double A loves this jubba. Okay. Thank you very much, Double A. Muslims for Trump. Also about calling upon awliya for help who have died. How do you make sense of that with the concept of barzakh? Well, the istighatha, calling upon malaika, is sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ has hadith on this. Many, many. And Imam Nawi acts upon it. Imam Ahmad acted upon it. By saying, if you're lost in the desert, you know, there's no one to help you. Say, ya ibad Allah, a'inuni. O slaves of Allah, help me. If your animal's running away and you can't get it, the Prophet ﷺ said, call out, Ya ibad Allah, ihbisu. 
oh slaves of Allah, meaning Allah has slaves, angels everywhere, they can help you if you're in need. Okay? So, uh, if someone was to respond by saying, well, why don't you just ask Allah? Okay, next time you want to lift a table, don't ask me for help. This is a ridiculous question. It says, yes, we're always seeking Allah's help. But we also, as human beings, we seek the help of the creation that He gave us. If I need to lift a table, do I say, hey, Akil, come get the other side? No, 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 go ask Allah for help. No, we ask the creation that Allah gives us here. So, some ulama made a qiyas. They said the arwah of the anbiya and awliya can help you as well. And some, and that, so that's a qiyas of the khalaf. And you won't find that with the salaf. In other words, the early Muslims, they don't have that qiyas, but the later Muslims do. So that's the answer to your question. question. They would say that the, the arwah of the anbiya and the awliya, they come to this dunya and help people. So they are fi maqam al-asbab. They are asbab, just like the malaika are asbab. That's the logic of that. So nobody can differ on the Prophet ﷺ's ahadith, Ya ibad Allah, Imam Ahmad, when he was lost on the way to Hajj, he kept saying, Ya ibad Allah, dulluni ala tariq. Ya ibad Allah, dulluni ala tariq. O slaves of Allah, help me find the way. Acting upon that hadith. Imam Nawi also acted upon it. Yeah. What uh, implications are that it's going to be the angels and not like, you know, like the jinn or something? Allahu A'lam. The jinn don't bother a Muslim. They can't come near a Muslim who's remembering Allah all the time. Uh, so not even like Muslim jinn. Evil jinn? Like Muslim jinns. Like Muslim jinn. Muslim jinn are not, you don't have to worry about Muslim jinn. Some of them are sinful and they get involved in black magic. But Muslim jinn are not allowed to bother you. It's a pious Muslim jinn will not bother you. Sanjida says the article mentioned pro-life laws exclude ectopic pregnancies doctors are now delaying treatment even when patients walk in with ectopic ruptured and this happened yesterday okay so Sanjida is saying that the article mentioned pro-life laws exclude what do you mean by exclude ectopic pregnancies? Means that ectopic pregnancies are an exception? Is that what you mean? Maureen, I, th- I didn't post, I don't know if they're talking about Maureen's article, but he posted up a follow-up. He said, based on this and other research, he said, I still have not found one state that legally bans abortion to protect the life of the mother. Okay. So Maureen is saying that from his research, there is not a state that disallows the protection of the life of the mother, even if that means uh, whatever, it, whatever it means for the baby, at, to whatever degree. That's what Moeen is saying, based upon that. So if Sanjida, are you saying that you saw the opposite? She's saying this happened yesterday, but I'm not sure what she meant by they're delaying treatment, even when patients walk in with ectopic ruptures. Maybe then that's their own personal belief then. So... Maybe that's the doctor's belief. So that's a different story then. If, if, am I right? Uh, Sayyid Muhammad Daniel, what about um, your caffeine? Are you still off of caffeine? I never wanted to get off of caffeine permanently. I just wanted to break the negative consequences of not having caffeine, which I did, alhamdulillah, by taking decaf, tricking my mind, drinking chai, like very strong tea. I boil it, 
just like a desi yin. And I put one third milk, a little bit of evaporated milk, and a little bit of regular milk, and a whole bunch of tea bags. Boil it up. Strong tea, which is lesser caffeine also than coffee. But then now that that dependency is broken, like wake up, don't have to have coffee right away. No, I don't have to. That's the benefit, right? I can fast any day without the first hour of the fast being a big headache. That's the benefit. So I still have coffee, but it's not every single day. I will not have it every day. I'll break it up with either with decaf, nothing at all, or chai. And I advise people so you're not controlled. You never want to be controlled. And your first day of Ramadan is, is a disaster. Second day is a disaster. Like you never want to go this way. Sheikh says, please explain making dua for loved ones to be guided and the understanding of the verse, you do not guide whom you love, but Allah guide whom he wills. We have to make dua for the, our loved ones to be guided, but with the knowledge that it is Allah who guides, it is not up to us to guide whoever we want, but we have to try. If they die outside of guidance, then this verse takes place. This verse is about the Prophet's relatives after he died, Abu Talib, after the death of Abu Talib. You understand? Is doing yoga permissible, says Muhammad. Some say it's a religious act. Aisha says, good question. Yoga is stretching. And so, insofar as it doesn't have any Hindu symbolism or any religious symbolism, then it's 100% permitted. You're stretching, essentially. And, and, and that's all okay. Insofar as there's any religious symbolism, you just remove that symbolism and you're good to go. That's how simple it is. And like I, one thing I would suggest, just because I used to do this before I was Muslim and my mom teaches, yeah. my mom teaches yoga, like there's a, if, you're go, if someone's going to a class, like everything that goes on in that class, someone should know why, why the teacher is doing that thing. Like they say namaste at the end. You can't say this. This means like I worship you, you know. And like sometimes there's like weird tunes going on. I, I feel like there's a lot of like things that you wouldn't want to just like blindly participate in. That's a good point. And you're basically making an epistemological point that in an observable knowledge such as exercise, there should be, a, there should, there's nothing blind following. Everything should have a reason, Right. So everything should have a reason, basically. Like, this is not... The only thing that we take, and we don't know why, are rituals that Allah mandated. Everything else you have to know why, right? Even the basis of belief in a creator, you can know that with your intellect. Why should I believe the Prophet? We can give you proofs. Once that belief is established, then what Allah and His Messenger tell us to do as an act of worship... We take that without, we don't have to ask. Anything else from any other source of authority besides God and His Prophet, we're, we're, we have to have a reason. Even parents, in the sense of, not in the sense of like, okay, um, clean the table today, oh, I have to have a reason. No, we're talking about uh, actions that impact your life, right? There should always be a reason. Like parents say, okay, I need you to jump up and down five times. Silly stuff like that. That's going to be ridiculous but what we're talking about is things that you're the way that you're going to live 
if there's no reason behind it and it cannot be explained, that's called what we call superstition. And superstition is destructive for human beings. This is why gambling is haram. Gambling is always associated to failure. Because you're taking an action without a reason. I'm putting $500 as an investment without a reason. Right? Without knowing. Without like a business assessment that we're, we think we can sell these products. No. So that's why gambling is forbidden. And that's basically um, crystals, astrology, all this stuff where you're, you're, you're moving your mind, your beliefs, your emotions, and your body without a reason, without knowing the reason why. That's superstition, and it's a way of failure in this life, and likely misguidance too, indeed. Okay? Okay. All right, Sanjita clarified. She's laughing, first of all. I'm saying that there's confusion on what it means to save a mother's life. Okay, now we're getting into the details of the actual realities of how this law is happening and being acted out. Pro-life law state, uh, pro-life laws state that abortions are allowed in the case of ectopic pregnancies. But that's not the case. Uh, so again, the last line that you're saying, but that's not the case in terms of doctors acting upon it? Is that what you're saying? So the doctors aren't acting upon it? Because pro-life laws state that abortions are allowed in the case of ectopic pregnancies. Then she says, but that's not the case. I'm assuming she means, but they're not acting upon that. But that's not the case in action. So yeah, so action, how doctors act upon it, uh, we can't... Um, really know, know that for sure unless she's an eyewitness, right? Or act upon it. I mean, she is an eyewitness. She said she saw this yesterday or that this happened yesterday. Okay. So yeah, that, that is an issue then. If, if now that they, are, they don't want to act upon it, that's a whole other story. That's a problem. Sophia says, is there a waiting period after a khula? The couple can, yes, there is a waiting period after khula. There's no... What is khula, first of all? Women, the wife, initiates the divorce. How does she initiate the divorce? She basically buys herself out. The man paid a dowry to marry the woman. She, he, she's now paying him an agreed-upon amount of money so that he can divorce her. That's khula. Okay? He cannot retract that. And she cannot retract it. So there is a waiting period. What is the waiting period? According to the Madiki Method, three hides. So she must do this while she's in a state of tuhr, non-menstruation, purity. Then she has her first hide. Okay. Then her second hide. Then the moment her third hide begins, she can remarry. He can repropose with a new dowry and a new contract and a new wedding in front of people. So that's how... That's how it works with khula. Why are you laughing, right? There's beef? Who? Maldivian. What? Where? Instagram? Where? On Instagram? On YouTube. Two sisters from the Maldives are beefing. How did Maldives get involved? We have, we have listeners in the Maldives. 
They're not beefing. They're just talk, talking back and forth. Let's see. Here we go. Um, Kamran Wani is alcoholic sanitizer haram different upon. But it is nedris according to the dominant opinion. It's called dooth pati, not chai. Wait. When I put some water, milk, and I throw some tea leaves in there, and I boil it on the kenaka, that's not chai? I thought that's chai. Okay. Uh, Marine Green says, many times doctors tell mom to get abortion because they find out through ultrasound baby is underdeveloped, disabled. And if baby born, parents would suffer. What's the ruling on it? It's haram after insolment. No discussion. After insolment, this is haram. Before insolment, there's different opinions on it. From haram to permissible, to makru. Dr. Shahid, can you make a podcast live stream dedicated to du'a? Why not? We're always talking about du'a, by the way, but we will, and, and I'll always continue talking about du'a. I have no problem with that. All right. Shockwave says, is fermented foods like kimcha, sauerkraut, soy sauce, haram? None of those foods are haram. Aslam says, when the Prophet ﷺ married his servants, radiallahu anhunna, ex-wife, oh, his servant's ex-wife, meaning, you mean his adopted son's ex-wife, which is Zainab bint Jash. Wasn't that situation awkward for all of them? It was by commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it was something that uh, was considered a topic of discussion. A big deal. But Allah had commanded him to break this taboo that a man can never marry the wife of his adopted son or his foster son. We there's no such thing as adoption in Islam. There's foster children. And this was meant to break that taboo. Sayyid Muhammad Dani, what's the Islamic definition of addiction? People are addicted to sugar, food, caffeine, dooth pathy. Do we call that an addiction or normal usage? Well, addiction does not have a shara'i uh, component. But addiction is something that you do despite knowing it harms you. Your body sort of compels you to do it despite you knowing that it harms you. That's the, the technical definition of an addiction in, in the field of psychology. I've never heard of a shari'ah we have the something called, in, for example, in Akhdari, there is the, the, the mention of somebody, mutalabbis bil ma'asiyah. He is he's always doing it. Right? But it doesn't have any legal ramifications. They just encourage such a person to never stop making tawbah. All right, I'm, I'm scrolling, waiting for this. For the words? Where is it? Am I? Am I who is it? What, what are the names? Okay, here we go. Aisha and who? All right. Sheikh, you should buy some board ape NFTSs. I have no clue what, what that is, what a board ape is. Eight comments more down. Okay, here we go. Aisha says, Hey, Gurkani, you're not a Maldivian. We don't have names like yours. You're Indian. Gurkani 
is not my official last name, he says. And yes, I am in the Maldives. So the honor of being Maldivian. Isn't Maldives the island where the vacation there is like $50,000 a weekend? Why in this time people are not wanting to settle down to start a family? People tend to be selfish. Okay? They're just selfish. Also, they don't have guidance for this. You need guidance to do these things. You're maybe an Indian in the Maldives, but you're not a real Maldivian, she's basically saying. I'm a 12 or Shia Maldivian Devey. Okay, so now, is that a Maldivian? <laughs> Sheke, is fear of provisions a legitimate reason for abortion up to 40 days? Remember that we said that one opinion said that uh, that is permissible up to insolment, and in that opinion... The, uh, the act maybe have one ruling, but the motive have another ruling. But in general, that is not considered an exception that is accepted by all scholars. Is Salat Hajjah more powerful during Tahajjah time? 100%. Okay. Okay. If you put pure tea in milk, it's called dude pati. Okay, so now I'm starting to learn my Desi, my Desi game, excuse me, is going to get better now. Aisha says, oh, we have Shias in the Maldives. And she's upset about it. It's fun. Muhammad Sain Gurkani says, not really. All right, what's the difference, Omar says, between Salat al-Hajjah and making normal du'a for your needs? Emphasis. By, follow, by saying words, that the Prophet told us to use. Right? The dua of Salat al Hajjah. What is the dua of Salat al It's not long, but it's a certain dhikr. I have a video on it. You can get it. It's a short clip. Abdul Basit says If a guy touches his mother in law with the intention of lust, oh my goodness, bring him so we can lash him downstairs then his wife will be haram for him and can't marry him ever again. This is the ruling of the Hanafi Madhab. Is there any ruling in the Madhiki Madhab? Oh, I have to re- re- remember and look again. If merely touching her for lusts. I guess you're going to go by his testimony, that's it. Because when you touch someone, that we can all see. But what was your intention for t- touching her is only from your testimony, Right? Of, yeah, there are certain touches that cannot happen without lust. Khala White says, if you're getting operated on for an emergency C-section at only 26 weeks, there are lots of people in that room and male doctors as well waiting for the premature baby. Yes, there are, in those cases, a lot of situations where... but. That gynecology, that element of the gynecology is very different from other elements of the gynecology. You have an emergency where this guy is going to be operating on your wife's stomach and he's seeing that portion because it's an emergency, that's one thing. But your standard routine gynecological um, appointments in which other private parts are going to be revealed or touched, there's no excuse to have a man for that. Okay. Caitlin, I heard the days of the Hijjah are more beneficial. We're going to talk about that. 
tomorrow, the days of the Hijjah. Because Khalas is right around the corner. I was in Denmark, Khala says. Oh, she's talking to her friend. I'm, I'm glad they made friends. Khala White and Zaratustra became friends. That's nice. They became friends on Instagram. Can we pray uh, for more than one need in Salat al-Hajjah? Yes, for sure. No doubt. Sheikh, please make dua that I get married soon. Strangest, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow you with a spouse soon. Bi'idnillahi ta'ala. Okay. Zaratustra is exiting the buildings. Oh, wa alaykum as-salam, ya Zaratustra. Okay. Any other questions on these topics? Uthman, on what feed? On what's, let's see what Uthman is saying. Uh, okay. Let's see. The Baha'i B. Peeps not wanting to marry are selfish. Some of us are traumatized. You know what I'm saying? Like the idea that everyone wants to just live the personal career life, Right? And that as a trend, as a trend, it may be a result of self. It, by choice. If it's by choice, not by, you know, something that's not your choice. If it's your choice, that's just, it's driven by this type of um, individualism. But if it's someone just can't get married, they can't get married, that's, other, that's a whole different subject. She's right about that. Oki Fikrada says, what's the ruling on helping Christians when they're being prosecuted? You mean persecuted. P-E-R, persecuted. We have to help anyone who's oppressed. Okay. Regardless of what their religion is. Can one say, I believe alcohol is haram in the Sharia, but I won't ban it politically because it'll resurface violence and crime in America. There are some of the talking points that Muslims are saying. Regard, they say the same thing regarding the abortion discussion. Well, why are you talking like that when you don't rule? You barely run your own house properly, right? People talking about how they're going to rule and what they would do. But a ruler in Islam, he's got to implement God's law to them as much as he is able. If he can't implement God's law because he fears that I'm going to have a massive rebellion and it's going to cause a lot of problems then he simply admits his own weakness. And that's what happens to a lot of... This, a lot of rulers had that. They implement Allah's law as much as possible. And where they can't, because they're afraid of a rebellion, they admit their own weakness. Okay? But I'm not going to go supporting something else that is... And I don't even like this distinction of I, I support it, I'm against it religiously but I support the right to do it. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Nobody has the right to disobey Allah. Okay? You have the ability to disobey Allah. That's very different from the right to disobey Allah. We all have the free will. Allah created us with free will. You have the ability to lift this phone and put it down. Okay? You, you have the ability right now to eat my uh, espresso beans. That doesn't make it your right to do so. Okay? And the law of the land giving you a right to do something means nothing to me as a Muslim. Right? The law of the land allows you to go get a tattoo. It gives you, the, you have the right, according to the law of the land, to get a tattoo. 
right? That means nothing to me. Well, that, that part of the law to me is batal. It's batal. Now, if I'm in a line of business where I might have to uphold that right, now you're getting into a nitty-gritty where I might not be able to stop you, but I'm against it, right? But I can't stop you. I would love to stop you, right? For example, I have tenants. I rent to them an apartment. They have a lot of rights. This law gives them the rights to do things in that apartment that Allah does not give them the right to do. What am I going to do? Am I going to go peeping into their uh, uh, door and seeing what they're doing? I don't like what they're doing, and I can't stop it. But I'm not going to say a word or language that would make it seem like I'm fine with that. Right? So I don't like what they're doing. I wish I could stop them, but I can't. And that would take place... Now, increasingly, that is taking place in a lot of industries, a lot of um, companies. Let's say, for example, therapists. Let's say doctors, where a guy comes to you and says, uh, I need prescriptions to go get a gender reassignment. That's a big problem. Like, what do they do? And increasingly, those questions are coming up. Okay. All right, try to free your mind is saying, please answer my question. So let's scroll up. Try to free your mind. Please, if I clarify this idea of separation of religious... Okay, that's the question we just answered. All right, so we just answered that. I really do not like this language of, I'm against it Islamically, but I support it politically. No. I'm against it Islamically, and I wish I could end it politically and make it illegal politically, but I can't. That's the correct language. And I would not support it, ever. And I hope the law changes. That's the language. That's when we're talking about law. When we're talking about workers, employees, and their policies in the workplace, that's a whole other discussion because these people are oftentimes like in some kind of a bind and they have to either get out of that industry, find another subsector within the industry. Maybe they're going to do something haram, but we, can't, we still can't justify it for them. There are many jobs that Allah created, right? They got to find a way around it, right? Lawfully. They're in a tough situation, but I can't tell you it's halal for you to do that, right? I mean, if, if, I, if I'm a, a school teacher, a teacher for 30 years, that's all I know how to do. Now the law says, oh, you need to teach, promote this. You need to promote two dads and two moms. And you need to tell the kids, this is okay. Well, what does that teacher do? Well, the easy answer is find another job. Refuse to give that lesson. Have your, if your assistant teaches that lesson, you walk out of the room. That's the easy answer and the fastest way to a, a sound conscience and consistency with God. But it's the hardest to act upon. And within the industry, this is not a question for me now, within the industry, people will know how to go around getting ex exemptions from certain things, if possible. So within that industry, those people have to speak up. So I hope that answers your question. Try to free your mind. Sense and Maddox says, you are making dua to get out of a sticky situation. Another sticky situation comes up. And it takes a focus away from the first sticky situation. Is this a sign from Allah to move on from the first sticky situation? The whole thing is very sticky. And Allah knows best. 
to be honest with you. It's a tough question because wait, I don't know what example you're talking about. Allahu Alam. Strangest is the hadith that says that the majority of people in hell are single. Are single? I've never heard such a hadith. The majority of people in the hell are unmarried? I've never heard such a hadith. Me not hearing it doesn't mean anything, but I just can't give you a comment because I never heard that hadith. Uh, love Jerusalem? Go look at Safina Society's YouTube and you'll find the Dua al Haja there. Try to free your mind. You answered my question. Thank you. Muna A. If a court splits the assets of a divorcing couple, but one of them has not paid anything towards them, where do they stand? When Muslims have a divorce and the law comes and rules one way, it is binding upon the Muslim who has received more than they should have received to return what the Sharia would not have allowed him to return, uh, to receive. So let's take an example. You have a court, you have a divorce. The judge says, husband, you must pay $1,000 alimony to wife, ex-wife. Alimony is haram. Child support is halal. Alimony is haram. And now he's court ordered to pay it. So he has to pay it. She's got to return it every month. She's got to return it or not cash those checks. I am Maddox says, please answer my question too. All right, I am Maddox. Let's go up, up, up to see where your question is. And I hate scrolling because, you know, your finger slips too much. It cancels it, the whole uh, stream and we lose all the questions. So why don't I say this? Uh, yeah, I am, I am Malik. I can't really see your question, so just type it in again. Put it in here again. Today's topic for those who came late is... There are no hot takes here on Roe versus Wade. There's just simply the exposition on the Islamic ruling and perspective on the phases of life and the rulings of abortion. And we had a very simple slides for that that you can rewind and watch. The second half, or the second third, I should say, is what are the actual laws taking place or on the books now. Okay. And one of the comments that we got is that there is no law, okay, there is no law forbidding uh, what mothers, or, 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 or how, how do I say this? There is no law that disallows the saving of a mother's life regardless of what that means for the baby. Okay. According to the research that we got here from Guttmacher, right? All right. Third part is open QA. And let's uh, pause real quick to mention again your support on Patreon.com is very important. This live stream operates mainly on on that your patreon.com backslash Safina Society is where you can be one of our supporters and at the end of this there's a nice um, song that we got commissioned just for us and we have the credits going up of all of our supporters so you can see all of our supporters go up in the credits at the end of this live stream every single day 
and we thank them, and we're very much um, appreciative, and we make dua for all those who support us on patreon.com backslash Safina Society. Our other sponsors are mechabooks.com and professors1to1.com. Exemplars? Uh, another time. Because we got a lot of questions here. We'll go Stranger says, does the husband have to take care of his children financially after divorce? Yes. For the girl, until she remarries. For the boy, uh, until he can work for himself. And for the boy, after Bulur, it should go. he should go back to the father. You need a father to raise teens, teen boys at least. Sense and Matic, what do you do when you're constantly thinking about expenses and financial difficulties? Stop thinking about that and know that Allah is a, is a, is a generous provider. You got to change. This is very important. A lot of people are very nervous, really upset with the gas prices, with all the prices that are going, that are going up, with the recession that's coming. You have to control your mentality from now to not go that route. Be smart by cutting your expenses. Right, but you have to have your mind that Allah is generous. There is enough money to go around for everybody. You have to have a positive mentality regarding finances. Imam I am Malik says, please shed some light on the use of contraceptives in Shafi and Hanafi methods. I can't speak on their behalf. I can't speak on the behalf of Hanafites and Shafites. Omar Mufti. I have a question. My wife is going through chemo and she is weak. Please keep us in your dua. Would she be able to join the Isha and Maghrib at Maghrib time? A person can join if they have fear of fainting. That's it. If they have fear of fainting and passing out, then they can join their obligatory prayers while present in their, in their uh, residence. But if they will be awake, then but have hardship, then they can only do something called Jam Asuri, which is pray Maghrib at the end of Maghrib, and then wait two minutes, Aisha at the beginning of Aisha, that they can do. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give her a speedy shifa. I uh, hate to see these types of things, but may Allah give her a speedy shifa and make all of this uh, kafara for all of your sins, because when one person in the family goes down, everyone tastes it a little bit of the hardship. Uh, Arvid1 says, apologies, I posted a question here, but it seems to have disappeared. I had asked if a person can be affected by the negative thoughts from an old acquaintance. No, we would call that hasid, I guess. But I don't think someone's thoughts can, re unless, I don't know, with some spiritual power, reach over to you and harm you. We would just call that hasid, right? Or something of that nature. Adiz men, can we do short bursts of du'a throughout the day? Of course you can. And it is recommended. Shed some light on the use of contraceptives in the Madik method. It's allowed if it's a temporary contraceptive, not the permanent contraceptive. As for the permanent contraception, for the woman who is uh, would be uh, harmed severely by becoming pregnant, I have to ask about that. Aisha says, what is the word chain used for tribula tribulation? Why is the word chain used for tribulations? What does that imply? Chain? 
Please give me an example, Aisha. I don't know what you mean by the word chain being used in the context of tribulations. In the Hanafi Madhab, permanent contraceptives are not allowed either. Okay? Says M. Owais. Is the evil eye real? Yes, it is. Now let's go to YouTube. All right. Muhammad Sayyid Gurkani apologizes officially to the entire group for beefing. No, I mean, it, was a, it was entertaining, I have to say. Maham continues with educating us, educating us, wrong emphasis on the syllable there, on dudpati. Dudpati is the authentic word. It's the way you cook it, by chucking all things together to make it strong. Oh, that's like tea with leaves, tea with sticks, tea with... You ever go to these one of these restaurants, like real authentic restaurants? You get your food. Now, if you didn't know about this, you'd be like, what's going on? There's sticks in my food. There's like leaves in my food. When, when, when Kari Zahid, Kari Basit, and their family makes tea, that is some serious tea. There's all sorts of things in nature that you've never seen before, right? Floating in your mug. Mashallah, it's really good. I just no, end, really I don't know what to do with the end. Well, you're, you're, you have to play, you know leapfrog? Yeah. Leapfrog, when you have to leap across the highway without getting run over. Eating desi food is a lot of times like playing leapfrog with your food because you have to dissect and maneuver. And then you have a whole, your whole round of your plate is all stuff that's not edible. A pile of goodies. It's a pile okay. of goodies. Yeah. Bombs. Um, there was a guy who was pranking a halal food uh, website, Facebook page, where people put reviews of restaurants. And one guy, just like to prank the page, he put a review. He said, I went to this Desi restaurant. He names the restaurant. It was so good, except, very strangely, I found leaves in my food. Because, <laughs> right? you know, they put the bay leaves in the food. And he was like basically pranking, basically saying that. Uh, and everyone's like, no, 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 they're supposed to be there. Right? Leaves in the... They're supposed to be, he's like, leaves in my food? Question mark. Anyway. Upon, upon Sunnah said, dude equals milk and pati equals leaves. Okay. So tea leaves and milk. Cap Muslim says, what are some good ways to do sadaqah jariyah? And isal al-thawab, you make dua for your parents, recite Quran and do isal al-thawab, give sadaqah and the thawab to your parents. Have you ever been to Palestine? Says Aslam, no. I wish to go to Palestine, but I've never been there. Upon the Sunnah says, people in the West complain about children being expensive. What are your thoughts? Their rizq comes with them. And the rizq of children is not just money. The rizq of children is happiness. They will make you fill your life with happiness. You won't have time to be depressed. You won't have time to get involved in nonsense. They will keep you busy. Right? You'll see fulfillment. They're, they are so much more rizq than merely, you know, than, than the cost. You're getting so much more than the cost. Uga Panda says, if Afghanistan were to offer you a position, would you accept it? Afghanistan? Why would I move to Afghanistan? I mean, if it's like a multi-million dollar position, probably I would consider it. Like one, if they, if I was to give one year post, right? One year, just one year of your life, go there and you're going to get an exorbitant amount of money. I would definitely consider it. One year, 
right? I'd probably consider it. But I don't see myself leaving and being useless somewhere else. Like, this is where I'm useful, right? And a lot of people depend on me here. Alhamdulillah, I'm happy that they do. Sayyid Muhammad Daniel says, what installment happens at 120 days? The soul. The ruh. I was invited to uh, Pakistan, uh, but I couldn't go. And a lot of my friends said, please don't go. You can get kidnapped. Um, I can't remember where the area was, but it was the area of the Pashtuns. It was an area where they say extremely ethnic and... Um, like it's there's not much Western influence there, and people there they could kidnap you. And I said, I don't, that actually probably makes it more fun, right? Sophia says, is it okay to recite Fatiha only for Qada Salah? No, you must. Rec- you cannot intentionally leave off another surah. You must recite the second surah. When are you coming to Chicago? Says Aslam. I don't know, to be honest, when I'm coming. Misha Rahman says, are there any benefits to the last two ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah? Yes, right before you sleep, you should recite them. Protection. What is considered touch for lust? When you touch somebody intending to feel good about it. To feel good. Lust, we know what lust is. Or that you touch someone for another reason, but you felt lust. You didn't intend it, but you felt it. Both count as touching for lust. What is the best dua for a non-Muslim? Allahu Mahdi, or Allah guide him. Would the mother-in-law become mahram after marriage? Oh yes, totally. When you marry a woman, all of her moms and all of her daughters become mahram to you permanently. You can see them without hijab, and you cannot marry them, and you can touch them, and you can be alone with them. And when you divorce, that is still the case, but it's makru. Because there's no relation between you and the woman anymore. But they're still mahram. The mahramiya still applies. You cannot marry them. But you should no longer be alone with them or see them without hijab or touch them. You see that? So we do have a concept of stepdaughter, stepmom. We do have that concept. So once there is a horizontal link between man and woman... All the verticals, up and down, of that man or woman, to both sides, what we call step, stepfather, stepchild, stepparent and stepchild, haram for marriage. They can see each other without hijab, they can touch each other, they can be alone with each other. So for example, my dad can pick up, can go to my house right now, and sit and hang out in the, in the house when my wife is there alone. And she doesn't have to wear hijab, and she hugs him and says salam to him, and they could go out together, Right? There's, no, there's nothing haram about that. They're, maha, they're mahadim. What's the, the best dua for a tired, exhausted, distressed person? Anytime that distress is part of it, it is salah on the Prophet ﷺ. And then there's other things beyond dua. There's actual sleeping, cleaning, right? Getting some sun, eating healthy food, sleeping early, drinking a lot of water eating healthy food, being with your friends. These are all the cures that Allah gave us in the world that are for free, right? So anytime that you just finish like an extensive period, like you're just totally dead, right? And you're physically shot, you're emotionally shot, you're mentally shot, 
your best friend is sleep and water and sun okay and rest and food that's your be- those are your best friends is the golden hour during tahajjud says umar between the last hour before fajr and fajr or is it just 10 minutes in the last hour no we don't know when it is it's the last third of the night any time in the last third of the night the night being from maghrib to fajr Is Spongebob haram? Spongebob is that dumb show, right? Where the characters are, 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 are items found at the bottom of the, of the sea, right? Oh, he's a gay now. Oh, he's gay, okay. He's a homosexual now. I didn't know he was a homosexual. But homosexual with what body part? He's a sponge. Maham says, can we add donate buttons while live streaming? Lots of people now do this on Instagram. Hey, Oz, that's for you. Yeah, you're a wizard of Oz. Okay? Yeah, wizard of Oz. This is, for, this is for him. Wizard of Oz knows this stuff. Yeah, so if the fatwa they like, if they like the fatwa, they donate. They don't like the fatwa, they take their money back. Bilal Muhammad, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the tawfiq in what you're doing and give you rizq and give you success. And likewise, all the listeners and everyone who's with us and the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, let's continue now. Can we please talk about fasting in Dhul Hijjah? It is a sunnah to fast in Dhul Hijjah and sunnah mu'akkara to fast the ninth of Dhul Hijjah. You must fast that day in terms of not as an obligation, I'm saying linguistically, Ani, with emphasis. Sunnah mu'akkada. So there are three layers of the sunnah. Okay. The first layer is the sunnah mu'akkada, and there are two things in the hijjah fasting the ninth and slaughtering after Eid. Okay. If you're capable. The second level is sunnah khafifa, a light sunnah to do, which is fasting the first eight days of Dhul Hijjah, if you can. The third level of Sunnah is even later than that, Fadila, is for the entire nine days of Dhul Hijjah, is that you do not clip your hair, uh, trim your hair, cut your hair, or clip your nails. Those are the Sunnah. And then it is from the highly, highly encouraged to spend a lot of time in ibadah in the daytime and dua in the nighttime the like the first 9 10 days more powerful 100% it's more powerful open your mic speak in your mic cap muslim says what do you do if you're a guest at a friend's house and they're serving mashkuk meat you should not attend accept the invitation of somebody if you do not trust their meat, because now you have to offend them. Okay? Let me repeat that. You should not, okay, accept to enter someone's house if during the process of your guesthood or your visit, you will have to offend them. Okay? So don't go. Otherwise, you have to offend them. Maham says, I have made friends with Anika too on 
on nothing but facts. That's great. People make fun. Moeen said, I'm canceling Dr. Shetty for good for saying espresso beans. I said, Firstly, how is the bean an espresso? Isn't the drink? The bean is the bean, right? Or is it how much they roast the bean? Okay. Muhammad Sa'in Gurkani. What about the hadith about religion being strange in the beginning and strange in the end? Yes, it is a sound, and it means that the Muslim will find himself constantly surrounded by the disobedience of Allah. And that's how we live today, right? To different degrees. Harris Amin, can you tell Zalim this? My Zalim this? All Islam goes out the window when it comes to money. Yes, we, we're talking about people who go to court and they use the courts to extract wealth that the Sharia would not have given you the right to. This is a big problem. Muslima says, is haram livelihood the only sin that can stop dua from getting acceptance? When the Prophet ﷺ spoke about the dua of a person being not accepted because their income is halal. Well, what is your income? It's what you do in society. It's what you do for the people. right? It's what you're doing in the world. So it's a humongously broad scope. And if you are focused on that and making sure your income is halal, that is the main thing to get your dua accepted. There is another thing that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned regarding the nisf of Sha'ban that causes a person's dua to not be accepted, and that is feuds. Avoid feuds with other Muslims. You have a feud with a cousin, feud with a family member. Avoid all such feuds. They're not good for you. Do sins come in... Is my mic working? Is this gentleman's mic on? Yeah. Mr. Aqeen Muhammad? Tafaddal, speak. Do sins come in the way of our du'as being accepted or being delayed? Sins can cause du'a to be delayed, yes. Why? Because the Prophet said you will be banned, you will be denied some of your risk because of some sins that you committed. Alright, here we go. What else do we got here? The biggest threat in Egypt will be the government authorities. I don't know where, where is this coming from. Let's go. Um, Gurkani and Aisha are at it. Maham says to Muhammad that it's a great idea. Once you spend time in Afghanistan, you wouldn't want to leave. No, I, I, know, I mean, I wouldn't know, but who knows? What are your thoughts about, your post-podcast thoughts about your interview with blogging theology? I feel that I thought, and I wouldn't mind that uh, having gone longer. That's my only thought on it. I mean, I guess... Um, these topics are long, but he wants, he has a certain time frame, but I could have gone probably three, four hours with him. Okay. Gurkani is a Muslim, mashallah. And what's this beef going on here? Oh, Gurkani is a Shia. Okay, well, Oh, a, po- a poll has been come up. Where should I visit? London, Pakistan, Egypt, or Chicago? That's a good poll. Okay. Is the 9th of Dhul Hijjah the day of accepted du'a? The 9th of Dhul Hijjah, circle your calendar in red and, do- and don't go to work. 
do ibadah all day, do dua all day, and you're fasting, it's called Yom Arafah. Um, Muhammad, if you are, a, is it true that Muhammad has become a Shia? Then you need to um, respect the wives of the Prophet ﷺ and his Sahaba. You must honor them because the Prophet loved them. Uga Panda says, Sheikh, I have strong desires and want to get married, but family doesn't agree. Why don't they agree? And they don't have the right to stop you from marriage, technically. You know that in fiqh? You know that? Your mom and dad, technically. Now, you, you need their blessing, but they should not stop an adult male who can earn for himself from married, marrying. An adult male who earns for himself, they should not stop him from marrying. In general, marrying. In general, right? As for a specific person, yes, they may say, like, we really don't like this person, we don't trust them, etc. That's fine, as advice. But stopping him from marrying at all is not allowed. It's like stopping someone from eating. X-Man, if you're uncomfortable sacrificing an animal for Eid, is, is that considered a deficiency in your Iman? Not in your Iman, but in your character, yes. Oh, you're going to come with a name, Shockwave, the new X-Men, and you're worried about slaughtering a goat. Shockwave, you better slaughter a goat, okay? Or a lamb. Because you can't come here on YouTube. Shock and awe, the new X-Men. Is that a person? Is that a character? But it sounds like a really tough, tough guy type of name, right? No, Shockman, you're slaughtering this, this aid slaughtering okay Noah Johannes says uh, I'm a former barista here espresso is just the concentrated drink that's meant to be diluted by water or milk that's why I'm thinking like why are they calling espresso are they fooling us because coffee bean is a coffee bean what should our reaction be when a commoner says something problematic which is worthy of kufr Okay. It depends on the situation, but you should have a reaction. Minimum is just walk away. Because that's what the Quran says. If they're saying some speech that is not acceptable, then you walk away from them. And you should not laugh at it. You should not laugh along with them. And in other circumstances, you can say something, depending on the situation, depending on what the relationship. Okay. What is the key to good akhlaq? Generosity. The key to good akhlaq is generosity. Because if you think about it, patience is rooted in the generosity of giving people an excuse. Giving people another chance. Forgiveness is a type of generosity. The root of all good character is, is being generous. So if, you're, if you can be generous as much as you can, in general, in all matters, you'll find yourself, uh, your character's changing. Okay. That's, it's all about that. Maham is saying, what I just said about Dhul Hijjah, is this for non-Hujjaj? The answer is yes. Oh, the Hujjaj, what they're going through. Did you guys hear what happened to the Hujjaj this weekend? Hey, Rai, did you hear? Oh, man. So the Hujjaj, those who finally made the cut and paid and got their booking and got their tickets, half the Hujjaj, they got to the airport, no ticket was issued. Okay? They left. 
The other half got their tickets. When they got there to the hotel, they found themselves rooming with other women. Other dudes' wives in the same room. Hey, we've been assigned room 102. I don't even know you, right? And he goes there, some other guy's wife is there. Do you believe that? Unbelievable. So then they had to go down and, hey, why am I rooming? I told the guys there, like, because there are some guys that were there tweeting. Like, this is what's happening and this is what's happening to my cousin, blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, based on the, the, the precedent, don't rely on anyone anymore. Do your own thing, right? Get your wife, get your mom, get the hotel room, get in there and lock the door, right? <laughs> you literally got to grab your own space. Don't wait for some orderly way of getting your rights, because when there's, when there's chaos, when, no one, when there's no leadership that's providing order, you got to grab the order for yourself, right? That's how it has to be done. Yeah. All right, let's go down here. Specific dua for Allah to convert a non-Muslim into Islam. We mentioned that. Say, Allahumma Hadi. Allahumma Hadi. May Allah guide him and me. You should always say, May Allah guide him and me. Right? Why? Because we need guidance within Islam. There's, gu- there's levels of guidance. There's no, uh, according to Tafsir of Al Baghawi, Surah Al Fatih, guide us to the straight path. We don't become Muslim. Okay, I'm on the straight path. No, there's endless guidance. Guidance means removing falsehoods and learning the truth. And that has no end to it and following it properly. Abby says, every time I apply for a job, I don't get it. But when I go out and do work that's self-employed, like sh- snow shoveling, I get good money from it. Then, then maybe that you're, should, you're, you're uh, that type. Then self-employ yourself. When is takfir of a commoner obligatory? If a commoner says something that is known in religion to, in, by necessity to be kufr, or they deny something known in religion by necessity, we would automatically hold them that to be non-believers at that point. They're, they are murtad or zindiq. But we can't if impact the punishment upon them. We can't punish them. But we can believe that about them and stay away from them. We have a sister from the Maldives who is telling us, promoting the Maldives. It's an interesting place to visit. It's also a very expensive place to visit. Pet dogs, ruling. We give this ruling about once every two weeks. It's haram to have a pet dog in your house. Because the Prophet said, the angels of mercy will not enter into it. But if you want a dog, then you have to have a reason to have a dog, such as being a shepherd, that you have sheep, you have chickens, and that dog should not enter your house. Okay. If you're homeless, get a dog. Because Ashab al-Kahf did that. Because you're not breaking the God's law. You're not breaking the ruling because you have no home. The ruling is dogs cannot enter your home. So if you're homeless, get a dog. You need it for protection. Like Ashab al-Kahf, they had no home. Nafiz says, what would Hindus know about gender separation? Yeah. What would they know about it? The Hindus are now the ones monitoring your hajj. 
Shockwave has committed to us that he will slaughter, inshallah, shockwaves. I expect the pictures. Photographs. Evidence. Okay? Can parents stop their daughter from getting married? Shockwave, you send us the evidence. Email it to info at safinasides.org. I want to see it. Okay? And then we're going to put it up for everyone to see that you did it. Evidence. Okay? I need to see the evidence. But he said he's going to do it. May Allah protect us from being homeless. Yes, for sure. No doubt about that. Muhammad Gurkani does not know, maybe he doesn't know what we're, what we're talking about, but for Westerners to go make Hajj now, they have to use a portal which is owned by a BJP-supporting Hindu company called Travizi. And the portal is called mutawaf.com.sa. And we've been hating on them for a couple weeks now. It's become like a pastime and like a snack for us to hate on them. They deserve to be hated upon. I understand options trading is haram. Is there a wisdom as to why? Yes, you're trading something that the person that you don't even own or possess. That's why. Can Hajj be part of Mahar? I don't know about the Hanafi ruling, but the Mahar can be something, anything of value. A trip to Hajj can be a Mahar. How do I become self-employed? All right, Abby K, this is how, this is how you do it. You go to a website and you register your business, abbykbusiness.com. And then you go to the bank, and you take the paperwork after you register the business online with the IRS. I'm assuming you're in America. You're not in England because it hardly snows in England. So you must be in America. You go to irs.gov, you register the business. Right away, on the spot, you're going to get an EIN number. You take that EIN number, you go to wellsfargo.com or whatever your bank is, you open a business account. You plug in the EIN number, you put in all the information, you have now a business account. They'll call you, and you have a business account with the bank. You then go to the state of New Jersey, and you file for an official business. Okay? And you have to pay a little bit for that. Okay? Then you start working, and you document everything. Everything that you spent, you document. You bought a shovel, write it down in a Google Excel sheet. You earned uh, $50 from Mrs. Smith because you shoveled her driveway, you, you, you document it, okay? Because at the end of the year, you're going to need this for your taxes. Bookkeeping is very simple. If you spend something, write it down. If you earn something, write it down. That's it, okay? Now, the next thing you do is you isolate what is the service that you're offering, shoveling. Where do people who need to shovel... Where do they go to look for shovelers? You go there and advertise, hold the shovel, take a picture, smile, and say, I'm Abby Khan, Abby K, right, and I'll shovel your driveway for you. And you start shoveling. You go around knocking on people's doors, shoveling. If they say, How much? and they say, 30 bucks, you say, 30 bucks is not too much, take less. Because you're just starting. Take whatever they give you. If he says, Five bucks, do the job. Why? Because you're just starting, so you need to build momentum. Okay? Now, you're not going to... You're going to be doing this in the summertime, though, so you're going to have to keep... find another job for the summer, like what? Raking leaves? Cutting grass? All right, folks. Uh, last question. Photo, uh, quick rapid fire. Photos in your house. Put them in an album... Or um, low on a desk, maybe, but not on the walls high be- to stay away from the khilaf and the difference of opinion. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, Avi K, success in business, it has to do with guts and getting good at something. You can't get good at it if you don't do it a lot. So you got to do it a lot. And when you do it a lot, eventually you can train other people to do it. Okay. Is drop shipping allowed? In some opinions, yes. Is it wrong if I share really obscure fic rulings without context? Yes, if you're gonna, if people will get misguided, yes. Okay. From the woods, I'm not going to hedge, but do you recommend doing crisis management courses or comment anything on these? Taking leadership, etc. Our schools make us passive puppets to the system. Crisis management courses, why not? You can learn something and, and, and then be a consultant. Maybe. Photos only or paintings too? If the painting is a full uh, thing, then also that should not be up, just to avoid the disagreement. If the painting is like half, then less of an issue. And Allah knows best. Okay? What is the proper attitude when making dua? Two very simple things. I'm in need, and Allah, you're the generous one. And I have full confidence, you're going to give me. That's the attitude in du'a. No other discussion. That's from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sage Ali Ibrahim. Inshallah, you seek knowledge and you start teaching people at whatever capacity you can. And, and then inshallah, Allah will write you from the du'a. Du'at. Abby K is in the U.S. So there you go. So the first thing, you go to irs.gov, you fill out that form, it takes you five minutes. You're going to get an EIN number. You save that. You open on your laptop a file and you call it business documents. You put it there. You call Wells, you go to wellsfargo.com you open up, or whoever you bank with. You open up a business account. You do it online, but then there has to be a phone call after that. Then eventually you go to the state and you register your business with the state. Okay. But as soon as you get the EIN number, you can start doing business. Cash. You can start accepting a card as soon as you get the business account. Okay. Got to wait real quick. You should ask for something that can sustain you for a mahr. Yes. Yeah, like for example, if my if my daughter is getting married and someone says, I'll take her to Hajj for the dowry. I would say, you know, don't agree to that. Get cash. Okay. You can now send donations, says Arthur Q on YouTube Live. Wow. These guys keep advancing everything, mashallah. Patreon.com and YouTube Lives. You should get an ice cream truck, the Safina Society ice cream truck. Yeah. You, you hear it? I guess he hears it because the ice cream truck just passed by. All right, folks. Thank you all so much for hanging out. It was a nice hangout. When are we all coming to Dallas? Oh, how could we come to Dallas? You all filled with ulama and dua and fuqaha. Every other person is in Dallas. Well, I have no need to be there. Subhanallah. But I like to come to visit anyway. All right. Jazakumullah khairan, folks. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfirku wa natubu ilayk. Let us... Um, uh, let us... Whatchamacallit? Um, 
end with a dhikr, a short dhikr, because we talked a lot. And whenever people talk a lot, uh, you should do you should close it out with dhikr. Okay. And which dhikr we're gonna do? We're gonna do the dhikr of Where did the Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Allahumma ya adhim al-Sultan Ya qadim al-Ihsan Ya daim al-Ni'am Ya kathir al-Jood Ya wasi' al-Ata Ya khafi al-Lutf Ya jamil al-Sunu Ya halim al-Ajal Salli ya Rabbi ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sallam Wardu ala sahabati ajma'in Allahumma laka al-hamdu shukra Wa laka al-mannu fadla وأنت ربنا حقا ونحن أبيدك رقا وأنت لم تزل ذلك أهلا يا ميسر كل عسير ويا جابر كل كسير ويا صاحب كل فريد ويا مغني كل فقير ويا مقوي كل ضعيف ويا مأمن كل مخيف يسر علينا كل عسير فتيسير العسير عليك يسير اللهم يا من لا يحتاج إلى الباني والتفسير حاجاتنا كثير وأنت عالم بها وخبير اللهم إني خاف منك وخاف من خاف منك وخاف ممن لا يخاف منك اللهم بحق ما يخاف منك نجنا ممن لا يخاف منك اللهم بحق سيدنا محمد أحرسنا بأنك التي لا تنام وكنفنا بكنفك الذي لا يرام ورحمنا بقدرتك علينا فلا نهلك وأنت ثقتنا ورجاؤنا صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين هذا خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه ومداد كلماته اللهم إنا نسألك زيادة في الدين وبركة في العمر وسعة في الجسد وسعة في الرزق وتبنى قبل الموت وشهد عند الموت وفرة بعد الموت وعفوا عند الحساب وأمان من الأذاب ونصيب من الجنة ورزقنا النظر إلى وجهك الكريم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه وميداد كلماته